הרי למי כאשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש משבר עצמו ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן שגב בן שמחה נועה נחמן 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 מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם תראה בי סטארט הסטורי The explanation of the story that is brought on the Gemara and let's get started with it וזה פירוש and this is an explanation We are in the middle of section 11 um, of lesson 4 of the Kutumah Antinyana. This is the explanation of the story. Rav Yehuda Hindua Mishtai, the Ethiopian Rav Yehuda related once. He told us the story. One time we were traveling on a ship and we saw this good stone that was surrounded by a sea serpent. Look at Rajbam. The Rajbam says the Chazena who went Tava. What does it mean that they saw a good stone? Letochayam. They saw the stone in the water. The Hadra Letanina, and surrounding that stone was a sea serpent. Nice. Go back to the story. Venachet Bar Amorai Latuye, and uh, a diver, like a swimmer, descended down to bring, descended into the water to bring that stone. Atatanina, the serpent approached. Kabai bala lisfinta and wanted to swallow the ship. Ata tipora pushkansa. Then a bird called the pushkansa came. Psake leresh and it chopped off the head of this sea serpent. Um, <clears throat> look over there and what it says in the Rajbam. Ata pushkansa or revnekava. This is what we call a, fe- a female raven. This is what the pushkansa is a female raven. Go back to the story. It hafichu. Uh, the water the the water turned and became uh, blood red the Rajbam says Dam, the, the water became red because of the multitude of blood that was in the water that the, there was lots of blood there okay because after the bird the female raven came and chopped off the head of the sea serpent that water turned red Then another sea serpent came. Then it took that stone and hung it on the dead sea serpent. And what happened once this uh, other sea serpent hung that stone on the dead sea serpent? That dead sea serpent returned back to life. It came again. That dead sea serpent which came back to life came again. And it wanted to swallow up the ship again. Then came That same female raven, chopped off the head again. It took that precious stone, and threw it onto the ship. We had with us salted birds for eating. On the ship, the sailors had salted birds. And when the diver put the stone on top of them, those... Uh, Those salted birds came back to life, took the stone and flew off with it. We see a very interesting story. Um, and look at the Rashbam just to finish it off. When it says that the, the diver came and put that stone on those salted birds, he did it in order to test if they would come back to life. And they did. And they, and they basically flew with that hahu even with that good stone. They they. Those salted birds, which the sailors initially had to eat while they were traveling. 
ended up flying off with that stone. Okay. Let's explain the story, and Rabbeinu is going to explain how this story is actually hiding the secrets for what we just mentioned. Uh, the entire lesson we just talked about. One time we were traveling on a ship. What did that mean? This represents the root of Raton, the source of Raton. That in the source of Raton, that is where Moshe was buried. That is the burial place of Moshe. How do we know? Because Moshe Rabbeinu passed away in the roots of all Ratzonot. In the roots of all Raton. He passed away at Shabbat Mincha. At the time of Ra'avad uh, Ravin, the will of wills. This is what we call the root of all wills. This is what we're talking about when it says ship. Chapter 33. Why does ship represent the root of Raton? Because it says, Kisham Chalikat Mechokek Safun. It's brought down in Dvarim, chapter 33. Kisham, because over there, Chalikat Mechokek Safun. For there, the, link, the lawgiver's plot is hidden. The lawgiver's plot is hidden, meaning over there, the burial plot of Moshe Rabenu is hidden. And uh, because Moshe Rabenu passed away, his burial plot took place within the root of Raton. And it says over there about his burial place that it's hidden. Hidden, Safun comes from the word Sina, which means ship. So you see that ship represents this burial plot of Moshe Rabenu, in which he passed away in the root of Raton. So ship in this case represents the source of all Raton. When it says in the story that they saw this precious stone that was surrounded by a serpent. We saw in the verse, a perfect stone is God's raton. A perfect stone is His raton. Meaning that raton that we just talked about. That precious stone, that stone is what we're talking about, is that raton. That was surrounded by the serpent. What is the serpent? This is the forehead of the snake we talked about. Which tries to surround and overpower that super, that raton, that holy raton. As we talked about above. When it says the diver went down to go retrieve that stone. What does that mean? That diver is what we call the wise man of holiness. Whose, whose job is to take all the Ritzonot in the world and to bring them up to the Shoresh Raton. As we see in Mishle chapter 7, Say to wisdom, You are my sister. What is Emor Lachokma? Say to wisdom. The same Emor comes from Amorai, that diver. That diver is the person who says to wisdom, You are my sister. Meaning, this diver is the person who is associated with wisdom. That wisdom is like his sister. That the holy wise man wanted to overcome and to ascend, sorry, to to take and strengthen and to elevate all that raton, and to bind it to the root of all raton. Then came the serpent and wanted to swallow the ship. Which means, what's the serpent? It's the forehead of the snake which is the root of those people, the source of where those people with wisdom um, who rely on nature, where they get their source from, where they get all their uh, uh, their strength from. The, the forehead of the snake is the source of that um, um, wisdom of nature. And I wanted to swallow the ship, which we defined earlier, which means to be the root of Raton. Because we saw over there, um, for over there um, is the lawgiver's plot hidden. 
בחינת כי שם חלקים רחוקי ספון, הוא ג'אס רואה כי מצח הנחת שרצה להתגבר גם בשורש הרצון, because the forehead of the snake also wanted to attack and overpower the root of will as well. להעתיד פגם וכפירה שם to inject a blemish and atheism over there. חז ושלום, God forbid, כאן נזכר that as we saw above. That that is the goal of all those people, especially the forehead of the snake. Of, um, that, that is the goal. That is their entire task. So what happened? Then came a raven, meaning that raven we talked about earlier at the beginning of the class, the beginning of this uh, lesson, the raven which God commanded to feed Eliyahu Navi. And that raven chopped off the head of the sea serpent, meaning, meaning came this raven, which what we're talking about is charity. Because we said the essential service of charity is in the aspect of a, of a, of a raven. And we saw in the verse that God commanded and I commanded the ravens, etc. Because what is the raven? The raven is a cruel uh, animal by nature. And what is the goal of Tzedaka? To transform our cruelty into compassion. And through this we overpower the forehead of the snake. The wisdom of that uh, reliance upon nature as we saw above. Because from the force itself comes the hand of the axe, the handle of the axe. <clears throat> um, meaning by turning that cruelty, which is the metzachanachash, and turning it into um, into um, compassion, um, we are able to um, subdue the metzachanachash. Basically, from the forest, which in that case is the cruelty, comes the act, comes the handle of the axe, meaning the weapon to kill the other side. Meaning, even from the cruelty, using your cruelty but turning it into compassion is able to kill the other side off. And this is why the raven came. Meaning the what we just talked about, the raven. The charity. It chopped off the head of this animal. Meaning it cut off the head of the snake. The forehead of the snake. It cut it off. Because we saw above, Tztaka is the main act which essentially destroys that forehead of the snake. Then that blood, sorry, then the water turned into blood. Into red blood. Meaning by subduing that forehead of the snake, which is the, the source of where all that um, natural wisdom comes from. Through that, we subdue and we make the sound of that roaring of those wild animals um, fall. Which tear up and claw apart many people from the Jewish, many from our nation. God forbid. And once we get Tzedakah to subdue and cut off the head of the snake, we are now able to listen to the sound of the announcing of Yom Tov, the festival, which announces God's, um, which announces the revelation of God's Raton. And then what happens is, then the Tzadik is joyous because he sees vengeance take place. And this is what it says, that the water transformed. What is the water in this case? This represents the roaring of those wild animals, those people who believe, who put all their faith in nature, put all their belief in nature and the constellations. 
How do we know that water represents this? It's about in Ao of chapter 3. My roaring pours forth like water. That same roaring that we're talking about here in this case is the roaring with regard to water. That the roaring is compared to water. And that water in this story represents the roaring of those um, atheists. That roaring, that water became blood. What does that mean? Blood. That blood represents um, what is brought in the verse as we saw already. The tzaddik is joyous because he saw the vengeance take place. He washes feet in the blood of the wicked. Meaning that blood in which the tzaddik washes, washes his feet, washes his feet in, is... Um, is what we're talking about in this verse. Meaning that water, which was the roaring, ended up turning into the blood of these wicked people, which the tzaddik washes his feet in. Because by means of subduing the voice and roaring of those wild animals through this, the tzaddik is joyous and he sees that vengeance. And now we're able to listen to the announcing of the festival, as we saw above. Then another sea serpent came and it took that stone and placed it around the dead sea serpent and the dead sea serpent came back to life. Meaning what? Meaning that came the forehead of the snake and it took that precious stone. What's a precious stone? Um, what we just explained that God's ratzon is a perfect stone. Meaning he took the ratzon, the, the forehead of the snake took God's ratzon, took the ratzonot. Uh, and it hung it. What did that mean? He placed a doubt around. He placed a doubt in the shogesh ratzon. As we talked about above, what is the danger? Whenever the, we don't give, whenever we don't subdue the chayot raot completely, what's the danger with that? Is that they can place a doubt and a sort of gum, one small blemish into the root of Raton, which ends up um, foiling the entire plan. And it placed a doubt in that Raton. Because that Raton is the precious stone, as we saw above. And through this, it was brought back to life. Meaning what? Because of this, the wisdom of that nature, those people who believe in that nature, nature, um, were revived. Their strength and their beliefs were revived and were turned. The forehead of the snake regained its strength. Because the wisdom of that nature, the wisdom of nature, returned and over and got more strength because there was a safek in Ratzon. This is why it says in the verse, It came again and tried to swallow the ship. We saw above, the ship represents the root of Ratzon, and came that serpent again to try to attack and to swallow up, the Shogash of Ratzon to try to swallow up holiness. Then came that female raven again, and chopped off its head. The, the raven returned, meaning we again try to subdue the evil forces with charity. We chopped off the head. That they killed off the forehead of the snake and subdued it completely. Because the way to constantly subdue the forehead of the snake is through charity. As we saw above, and specifically charity 
in the scenario in which you're turning your cruelty into compassion. And then that raven took that precious stone and threw it on the ship. Why did they do so? Because by the fact that it subdued the forehead of the snake, that it subdued that um, um, wisdom of nature completely. Then uh, it took that precious stone, which we said is Ratzon, which is the divine will of God, which is a perfect stone. And threw it on the ship, meaning he threw it upon the root of Ratzon. He took that stone, which is Ratzon, and tied all those lower Ratzonot into the root of Ratzon. That in the Shoresh of Ratzon, in the source of all Ratzon, that is where all the the lower retzonot, all the lower wills, the willpower of each and every single person, whatever it may be, um, they are all encompassed and tied to the root of Ratzon. And we saw in the in the story that there were salted birds on the ship, and the the diver placed the stone upon these um, salted fish. But then the salted fish came back to life and took it and flew away with, uh, took the stone and flew away with it. Perush, what's the explanation? Meaning there were among us salted birds, not fish, sorry, not fish, salted birds, which we, which Rabban was coming to explain to us, represent the souls of the Jewish people from the children of our nation. That were misled by those philosophical men, those evil men. That they were misled by that, uh, by that wisdom of nature. They were misled by those wild animals. Which tear apart and claw at um, many of our uh, nation, as you saw above. And this is why it says in the verse, uh, in the in the story, Salted birds. Why salted birds? Because they are like birds trapped in a pach, in a snare, as brought in Kohelet. And um, what does being trapped in a, in a snare, in a cage, have to do with uh, being salted? Why? Let's see what it means. This is why it says salted. Leshon memulach. Comes from the word what? Confused. Memulach, which means to be confused. Look in Rashi Shemot, chapter 30, verse 35. We see the, we see this idea of Memulach being confused. Memulbal. Uh, what is Memulach? Memulach comes from the word salted. So we see here the idea of being salted means being confused. Meaning those people of our nation, those birds of our nation, those Jewish people that have fallen. After those philo- um, philosophies and those atheists that um, that try to mislead us, because those birds, which means those people of our nation, were also confused through those wild animals that we saw above. They were also misled by them. But now they f- um, they flew off. What did that mean? They went out in peace and they were able to return back. Through that precious stone, as we saw above. Meaning through that um, revelation of will, which is revealed, um, that revelation of will, which is brought into revelation right now. 
And then what happens? Once that divine will is revealed, then fear is um, created. And then through the fear, we receive that chesed of Hashem. And this is also the aspect of what it means to fly off. As we saw in the verse, that the staff of Aaron from the house of from the tribe of Levi blossomed. What is this idea of blossoming? It's the hashpaat chesed, and what is the idea of Aaron who represents Kohen Gadol, and Levi which represents Gvura, which is fear, meaning it's the Hashpa'a it's the Hashpa'a it's the influx and the um yeah it's the Hashpa'a Chesed it's the influx of kindness which comes through what Yirah fear meaning even through fear comes this Chesed even through the aspect of Gura which is the Bet Levi comes this concept of Mate Aaron the staff of Aaron which represents Chesed which is all done through that revelation of um, will as we saw above that's it for today Bezrat Hashem we finish off lesson four. Next uh, recording, Bezrat Hashem. Maybe really apply what is written here. And look how Rabbeinu just takes apart this story in the most awesome of manners to teach us all this Avodat Hashem. We really have the merit to apply even in the simplest manner um, what Rabbeinu writes here and what he's advising us to, advise, advising us to do in order to subdue um, these evil philosophies, this atheism, God forbid, which unfortunately as Rabbeinu had already prophesied and many of the Nevi'im brought up earlier that there will be a flood at the end of time, which is this idea of atheism. Those people which try to put everything under the realm of nature, try to believe that everything is governed by nature, try to convince many people, many of the Jews, that uh, God isn't existing. May we subdue all those thoughts, all those beliefs, all those people, and uh, reveal God's Ratzon.